In an emergency, leave all cabin baggage on board. He said this is going to be terrible. Hey, and welcome to this week's episode of Got Baggage, the podcast where we're eager to help each other unpack our mental trunk in front of all of you. So today's topic, uh, we're talking about schools. This is something that me and Steph are very passionate (laughs) about, and we will be discussing this with the one and only... Dylan Alcock. Yeah, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> How are you? Oh, we're, oh, we're good. Do you know, oh, I was actually... Right sorry, I, I'm the host now. <laughs> How are you both this doing? This is great. We, we, we always start on a how are you. Uh, now I like oh. that you've joined in. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Clearly a big fan of the show. <laughs> yes, I've been you know listening. what's next. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Dylan, I am, I'm feeling really good. It's a lovely rainy day here in London. We're filming nice and early, which I quite like, you know, kind of get Different. it out of the way. Dylan demanded an early recording. He's very demanding as a person. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> <It's so mean. laughs> I'm not demanding. I like the easiest going first in the world, right? Right, Stayden? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so how, how, who's, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I <laughs> love that we're going in a little three-way here. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm in good spirits. I'm actually dog-sitting today. <gasps> the dog's not here yet, but I'm so excited. We were dog-sitting last weekend as well. So I am happy because of that, and that is... That is it. How are you, Dylan? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right, thank you. I'm all right. Good. I'm quite busy at the moment, Ooh. so I'm, I'm feeling uh, the pressure of that. But apart from that, I'm in quite good spirits today. It's my day off. Oh my god! So that's good. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm, it's it's nice to be busy uh, before lunchtime. That's nice. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, so our challenge this week was to write down five things we think would improve the school systems and make them more mental health friendly. How did you get on, Strina? That's a hard question. <laughs> I, I know, you know it's what? so hard. It, I was very excited about it, though. It was hard, but I, I did enjoy it. It was very satisfying to do, even though, you know, probably all of those you can argue against why we couldn't do it. But listen, I'm living in my fantasy world. This is how I think it would be perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think, like, disclaimer, uh, you know, I last time I was in school was 2011. <laughs> yeah. So I maybe all of these things exactly. are in place. We're... I don't know. <laughs> this might all have changed. Uh, so my point is... <laughs> Number one, uh, as much as sex education is important, education about mental health should be as well. It could be an opportunity to get rid of some of the stigma and to give kids an opportunity to learn about themselves and others. Number two, uh, there should be an offer of multiple different learning techniques as everyone works differently and currently the system only works for one type. I know that that would be very hard to do, but still. (laughs) Figure it out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fucking hell. It's your job, school people. Uh, (laughs) Number three, Differences should be celebrated. Bullying is too much of a problem still. And that is with both adults and children, it's still a problem. And there doesn't seem to be much of a uh, much space for differences. And there should be, maybe that's something in the curriculum or so, I don't know. Number four, therapists should be as important as school nurses. And they should be more qualified than school nurses because the school nurses I had were not qualified. One of them 
Oh, I broke. I, well, they were probably qualified, but they were rubbish. I broke my finger at school, and it was blue, and it was standing out like it was completely standing out. It was quite clearly, and it was just stuck like that, and I couldn't move it. And she said it, it was just a sprain. So I stayed in school all day with a broken <gasps> finger. <laughs> oh my god, that's surely that's illegal. <laughs> surely, so bad. Who is this woman? <laughs> Number five, uh, to appreciate and allow for children to be quiet and not just reward those who are loud and outspoken. The job of schools is to teach and prepare a child for life, not to shame or try and change their personalities. <gasps> that's so good. I have something very nice. similar to that of mine as well, which 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 I'll I'll, I'll yeah. share later. Well, there you go. Those are my <laughs> um, five. Oh, I love it. The bullying one I find so interesting because I think a lot of the times, like with my experience, mm. the symptoms are dealt with, but not the cause. Yeah. So if something happens, you know, I've gone to the principal and they've dealt with it accordingly. But I think instead of teaching me what to do or how to deal with being bullied, they should be teaching people not to bully. I think anywhere where there's some form of social hierarchy, mm. there's going to be a form of yeah. bullying because even if people aren't actively saying stuff to you that knowledge that you're at the bottom of the social food chain can be enough to be really triggering and I think there are little things that you can do to sort of eradicate mm. that like and that's what I've segway I love it when the segways are natural but I, <laughs> they stop um, being natural segway. when you go I yeah. love when they're natural <laughs> <laughs> or when you say segway <laughs> Um, <laughs> I get really excited. Um, oh, now I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. Okay, so, oh, yeah, things that we can do that can kind of, you know, blur the social hierarchy because, you know, we are animals of, of, of bonding and forming groups, so it is going to exist. But these are little things, I think, that can kind of blur it. I don't understand why we have team captains. Mm. I don't know if... This is something that you had in Iceland, but they had it both in Brazil and in Ireland where in PE you would have two people and they would choose their teams. What, just for, was it for a specific sport or you would always just have teams in PE? Um, yeah, I think for most sports. Oh, really? You would we, have had to, we had yeah, uh, would captains have for different subjects. Like we had uh, music captains oh and, and this kind of Ooh. thing. Um, and I think it was mainly for extracurricular stuff. Um, and I think they, they put it in because they see it as this kind of um, it teaches you um, to be aspirational right. um, and it oh, teaches you to, to sort of aim high because of course these are these are positions that you have to apply for but I think yeah. the, the, the point is in that which I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about more later is often mm. the, the way that system works is for people who uh, are confident uh, in having a voice anyway or, or yeah. they're confident about um, having their voice heard and that kind of thing mm. um and that's really hard to learn i think sometimes it's not always yeah. it's not like a meritocracy in that way you don't get asked to do it because you're uh, good yeah. at it uh, sometimes you are but i think it opens up this um this platform for people who shout the loudest to to get yeah. positions like exactly that. Um, that's exactly it yeah which is which is just so so unfair because like you know being loud and confident isn't something that can come naturally to people yeah. but I think um with like my experience in in sports I was because ne- sometimes I would be chosen last even if I wasn't the worst person mm. at that sport you know um 
during that session and again it had something to do with the hierarchy like people were choosing their friends people were choosing who was cool um and man being chosen last is such a horrible feeling especially when you know that it's not has nothing to do with your skill set it's just so oh man so horrible i think that kind of structure exists beyond beyond being at school as well anyway yeah as well yeah there are so many situations where you can feel like um like you were um uh, a, a consideration that was after a lot of other things that you were the last consideration for things or drama or, school or they, yeah. drama school is a great example of that yeah, yeah drama school was huge for that yeah. like you've not, someone's not known where to put you and you get that yeah. sense sometimes yeah. uh, whether in work or, or yeah or like you know there's so many things of being uh, being cast in a play and feeling like why why have i been given this uh, <laughs> this to do because quite often they, <laughs> exactly. they, they they love this uh, uh this uh model of we give you things to challenge you and of course that's impossible 100 percent of the mm. time and you get given things sometimes because you just fill a, you fill a space you know whereas you, there's an imbalance because some people are challenged every time of course that's yeah. always a thing at drama school yeah. isn't it that, that uh, it's a source of great embitterment <laughs> for many people <laughs> but yeah mostly i would i would sit out as well because i was scared of being chosen last oh, so i would purposely forget my pe gear and then did you have to go and get spare kit out of the box of mismatches and things Ooh, that are not being cleared smelly yeah. smelly kit <laughs> we did not have that thankfully <laughs> Thankfully, we did not have that. Okay, what else do I have? Um, um, I was watching a TED Talk the other day, nice. and this score, this this goal, <laughs> this girl in Oregon, she passed a bill. Oh, um, where she was, she was talking about how you know how important your your physical health is, and also how you know you should give your mental health as much credit yeah. as your physical health, especially in schools. And she passed a bill where you're allowed to take three mental health days a month. Oh, wow. Which I think is really good. I think it's really good because, man, when you're so stressed with exams and everything that's going yeah. on in school, it, like, it's just so hard to think. Mm. And I remember, especially in my final year, like everything that you're thinking about or doing is is revolved around school yeah. you know you're in school all day and then you come home you're doing your homework and you're studying or you're thinking about how much you have to study and it's just so it's so draining um but even if it's not um based around school I still think people should be allowed to take a day to kind of mentally detox and to yeah. to be able to go into a learning environment where everything doesn't feel cluttered yeah so I think that's I really like that. Also, I have, I don't know if this is something, again, that you had in Iceland or in England, but again, in Brazil and in Ireland, in the classrooms, we had two seater desks. So students would sit in pairs. All right, no. And again, that was something where it kind of established the hierarchy. The cool kids would sit with the cool kids. If if I was sitting by myself because my friend wasn't in and the cool person was sitting on their own because their friend wasn't in, we still wouldn't really sit yeah. together. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it was it was such a small thing, 
but I would be so nervous that my friend wouldn't be in class because I would be sat on my own. It would be a whole thing of like, oh my God, is someone else going to sit with me? Blah, 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 blah. This, this is why I was a fan of a good seating plan. I was a big, <laughs> a big fan of that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just stressful, yeah. man. Like, you can just give people their own chairs and then, you know, that that's one less problem to worry about. And then I also have parent-on-parent meetings on mental yeah. health and I think that could be really helpful for you know parents from, from like all of the kids parents like the cool kids parents and you know the what, what word can I use for kids who are like just not like the quote-unquote cool <laughs> so I don't want to say loser <laughs> like, that's what I want but <laughs> the kids who just I don't know the diff, the kids who are different. Yeah, the kids. No, that's also that doesn't sound right. The other kids, yeah, the other kids. You know, all parents can can um come together and discuss solely mental health and what they're doing in the household and what conversations yeah. they're having. I think that could be really helpful. And I try to think of things that schools could implement without funding because mm. funding for mental health and well-being was caught in 2017 but good news the department of health said that i think 2.3 billion is now going to come back in to, to mental health and well-being good. by 2023 2024 so i think that's really good so they can invest in getting rid of those two secrets <laughs> and getting that and uh, yeah have everyone sitting on their yeah. own but yeah so those are those are my five points. cool those are my five points they can be done for free <laughs> there you go. yeah schools. i definitely didn't think of the financial listening. side of things mine was more like a, a fantasy <laughs> the fantasy world of wouldn't it be nice your christmas wouldn't list it be ni- yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Dear> santa <laughs> send it up the chimney I love it. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we now ask for your attention while we take you through the safety procedures on this aircraft I have just realized that I missed out one of my one of my things that I would change about school and I have here a question box. So if you're, you know, um if and again that can be done for free. Yeah. You don't need funding for a question box. So when the teacher asks, you know, does anyone have any questions? Man, it's so nerve-wracking sometimes to ask a question in front of everyone. Um so there can be a little question box for, you know, at the end of class if you have anything you want to say put your question in that and maybe there can be you know more of um a question box that isn't solely academic yeah where it's i'm feeling this is that normal i don't know there's so there's so many things that people don't get though is there because i mean i remember we used to have we used to have a um, people would mess about with that as well yeah (laughs) and and and, and that's that's the kind of thing that gets set up with the very best intentions like i remember i remember we had and they just draw penises and stuff (laughs) (laughs) with a question mark after it we had a buddy system at high school at one point i remember where um a more confident student perhaps an older student would mm. get given a buddy who was somebody who really wasn't confident and didn't have many mates in a younger year yeah and you kind of go oh in theory that's a great idea but you yeah. kind of look at it and go that's literally probably the most humiliating thing within a social yeah. structure at school to do to somebody oh yeah um, so uncomfortable both for the person who is the buddy and yeah. the person being budded when i said the same thing yeah. but but for both parties that's probably a mortifying thing to do within a school social school structure i'd i'd love to, i'd love to see i think i think what i would i mean i know i didn't get given the challenge but i think what i would love to see in schools is more open forum discussion and that is not mm. just that's not just a, a space where kids are encouraged to speak openly about things 
um, but also structures where everybody has to speak a bit. I think sometimes when you're sat in a circle and people say everybody just pitching ideas, it's a real, it's a real, it opens an opportunity for people who aren't com- confident to say to say nothing. I know I wouldn't have said anything if I was presented with that situation. So to have to have to yeah. to have to speak to encourage people to speak and for everybody to have a turn at speaking. But also I think for teachers, it's a dangerous thing to do because of course they they want to, they want to command the respect of of of, mm. of their students. But I think also for teachers to be more open and more human and to talk frankly uh, will encourage their students to be yeah. to be open as well and have have discussions like that i think form group classes i don't know if you had form yeah. group or homeroom yeah. or whatever it was called could be utilized so much better for that kind of thing i i sort of have like a for for everything that's been spoken about in the sort of social skills and that the what you've just been saying dylan i have sort of like a counter opinion on on all of that oh yeah <laughs> it might on. not not be popular but uh when i was younger i was and still i still am very quiet as a person and it's not i'm not shy it's not necessarily i think some of it a lot of it has some things to do with the fact that i um my mind kind of shuts down when i'm under pressure and all of this stuff and i don't have any ideas to say and stuff but i also yeah am kind of a person who won't say anything until i feel like i have something that is genuine and i have something to offer yeah that's fair and i don't like i i there's a there's a, a thing that i feel like is going on a lot of the times and happened a lot in drama school it often felt like people felt like they had to say something. So there was a lot of shit flying around because it was just, there was too much being said, making things very complicated when all we had to do was just maybe sometimes give people a chance to just sit down and think. And then if there is something that you have to offer, say it. And I agree with you, Dylan, like there are moments when, you know, you have these forum things and you sit around in circles and there are people who do want to speak, but Mm. get drowned out by the loud people. But there are also people who don't want to speak. And this is like the the problem that I think that there isn't a balance for... I for think everybody. those people get completely forgotten about and pe- and yeah. I don't think a lot of people do think that that people want to be quiet but I do think that some people are quite happy because I do feel like when there isn't the social pressure on me to have to speak I'm very comfortable in sitting in silence yeah. I find it quite nice to um, observe and take in information but I also think that there's a middle ground I think there's a difference between you know in a, in a situation where people have to talk people talking just because they they enjoy the sound of their own voice and people who want to communicate but they don't know how so i do feel like get it all out get it all out even if you're talking too much even if um even if it's messy i feel like that's how you in a way learn how to communicate And I think there are a lot of people who are quiet, who want to speak out, but they don't trust their communication skills. I think there's, I think there's both because I definitely know myself in a way of sometimes I had moments when I really wanted to say something and I didn't say something and that, that was annoying. And that was where my social anxiety was coming in. But there were moments when I had nothing to say. And as long as I wasn't being forced to say anything, I was quite happy. There wasn't there wasn't that urge to feel like I needed to say something. And then when someone would point at me and be like, you haven't been speaking, that was when the added pressure of like, yeah. oh, shit, I'm sorry, yeah. I just don't have anything that, to That offer. happens quite a lot, does that? I hate that even now. That yeah. I get, I get, said, I get said uh, if I've been... Um, 
in a meeting there's lots of uh artistic meetings when you're working on something uh, there's something yeah. i've been working on recently which of course shall remain nameless but it's a project <laughs> where we had uh, a lot a lot of parties involved <laughs> yeah uh and um at points in that there would always be uh this thing at the end where we'd all have sort of roundup comments to say uh and whenever it got to me sometimes it would be oh you've been very quiet during all of this what have you got to say you just kind of go yeah but i i think i think with this whole idea of speaking openly and encouraging people to speak openly is is i guess i'm saying that and perhaps yeah the me the means require more careful thought but but course but it's but it's it's talking about feelings specifically i would say yeah so it isn't so taboo to talk about i think absolutely but i think Mm. that that's uh, yeah and i completely agree even even me you know you you need to communicate your your feelings of course i mean like wouldn't it be marvelous if you um had a school counselor yeah. which, which a lot of schools have of course but um but you yeah. did get you know and i suppose you could opt out of going or whatever but you you had a slot yeah. monthly yeah, or exactly. something and uh and somebody does ask you and says how are you actually <laughs> how are things you know. you'd, and you'd also learn then that therapy is is a completely normal thing to mm. do and go to because that's obviously a stigma of going to see a therapist has got its own stigmas and like well ha- having from... to put in the action to, to go do yeah, it um, exactly, uh, yeah. is is, is yeah. a big step isn't it? it's like going to the doctors if you yeah. go if uh, it's the british the british exactly. mentality is if you're going to the doctors <laughs> you have to really admit that there's a problem which you hear yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah, it's so <laughs> true yeah. and i think that was the same that was the same um situation at my school again back in 2011 <laughs> nine years ago you might have changed I don't know, but that was that. That's what was going on in my school, where you could only seek help once something, or like I, you know, I only spoke to the principal and stuff when something really bad happened. Um, and man, it's just so harmful for your learning. Mm. Like I got detention, right? I'll, I'll tell you the story, but I essentially got detention because I every morning I would be one minute late into school because I was so nervous about arriving arriving and no one would be there and I'd be stuck by myself so I got detention because I was late every morning Um, I think the teachers (laughs) thought that I had like really bad parents (laughs) (laughs) like like, why is this girl specifically one minute late every single morning Um, and at that time I had you know I understood that I felt uncomfortable but I couldn't really to quote Dylan riddle out why I was feeling that way and if I had someone again like on a monthly basis I, maybe I could dis- dissect that and then I wouldn't have detention and that impacted my learning I was mm. so the opposite I, I used to get there like an hour early <laughs> always and be there on my own and find all kinds of creative ways to amuse myself oh, wow um, and, before, and before people's imaginations run wild it was mainly talking to cleaners and things but uh, <laughs> But that I would be there very so early. You. That doesn't yeah. surprise me at all, Dylan. But did you do that at East 15? I didn't do that at East 15. No, I didn't. I was uh, okay. by that stage, I'd matured into my into my uh, full uh, five minutes late, at least for everything uh, itself. Um, that, yeah, that is that is you now. So I nice. I have to I have to have this thing now where I sometimes I have to debate whether I should invite Dylan an hour early to things just so that he then comes at the time that I want him to come. <laughs> Oh God! You're that person, Dylan. I'm a bit. You don't want to be that person. I know. I'm ashamed. <laughs> it's hilarious. Did Did you both Did you both have school uniform uniforms? Why do I always Uniferb. There's always one oh word God. that I say weird on this podcast. Y- Your Icelandic showing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uniform. Uniform. The uniform. <laughs> 
did you both have uniforms? Do you, does Brazil have uniforms? I mean, I know that England does, but... In Brazil, we'd have a t-shirt with the school logo. So, yeah. But in Ireland, we had a oh, we had a mad uniform in Ireland. Like, very strict. You couldn't even, like, wear your collars up. Oh, they have to be down. Uh, in Brazil, was it mandatory that you wore those t-shirts? Or was it just like a... Yeah, it was mandatory. Okay. It's that whole idea of if we're all wearing the same thing, we're all equal. But it didn't yeah, help. Yeah, what, really what are your opinions help, you on know? it? Because I, I had... I've experienced both. Because I lived in Manchester for between the age of one to eight and then moved to Iceland so I experienced sort of and in Iceland there's no school uniforms it doesn't exist at all so I kind of had the boat uh, two experiences of that and I personally hated school uniforms firstly because maybe it's that's outdated now I think but I hope but like I had to wear skirts and I f- I fucking yeah. hated skirts I well, hated them <laughs> I um this is of course something that um I'm sure you and George have. Me and Ali have discussed this a lot because she's Canadian, of course, and yes. they didn't wear uniform to, to school. Um, I think it's a really, really um, interesting discussion to have, yeah. really. Yeah. Because um, my understanding of, of uniform, uh, and and this is from a male perspective, which is definitely uniform, the whole idea behind uniform, I think is better suited to men, <laughs> generally, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in schools. Um, I loved my uniform. I was really proud to wear it, um, and uh, I really liked wearing it. I liked not having to think about what I would wear that day. Now that mm. there, there are, I think my my thoughts on it, without taking in, into consideration any other points of view, um, would be, of course, like Steph was saying, the idea behind having a uniform, or the idea I was always sold, was this idea that it, it, it by definition makes everybody uniform mm. so there's no indicators of what is your um socioeconomic background uh how how you know what do you do outside of that place you know you're there you it's 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 and and it's that it's that point specifically mm. you know do you come do you come from are you somebody who can afford to be on trend with things are you somebody right. who uh, yeah. are you somebody who can't are you somebody who might get judged for your, the things that you wear um I think that 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 kind of thing, having a uniform takes all that kind of thing away. And therefore, yeah. for me, until um, I thought about it a bit differently, mm. I thought having a uniform really gets a bad, uh, an unfair and bad press because <laughs> I think that it's built on a positive thing. Yeah. But but at the same time, um, I think wearing uniform definitely doesn't work for girls in the same way that it does for boys. Because uh, I, when I was at school, there was um, girls had to wear a skirt. Like you were saying, mm. there wasn't the option to wear trousers. But also... You know, there's, there's also this whole thing of, you know, I've, I've spoken a lot since about, um, again, particularly for girls more than boys, and, and this perhaps shouldn't be a problem, but it's this whole thing of sometimes a uniform is not designed well for girls or for girls as, as they mature. So it can it can be it can be really unflattering or uncomfortable yeah. or ungainly a lot of the time and, and make you not feel as good in yourself as you otherwise might do. So there's, there's, there's also that to consider. But I do think, I don't know, I'm always learning with this but i think that the best balance i found was when i was um, when i was at college mm. and when i was at school it was a, a christian school it was a church of england school it was really strict and things that they were incredibly strict on were length you know how low is your skirt the yeah. length of your tie um having your buttons done up um and and other things like what extra things do you wear jewelry uh, having things on show um how particularly for boys uh, but also um for girls in terms of colors and things how you have your hair mm. and all this kind of thing was really strict when we got to college 
I remember them kind of saying, there is a uniform, bizarrely, we had a uniform from 17, uh, uh, 16 through 18. It was a different uniform, but you didn't all have to wear, you know, you had a choice of tie. You oh, had, you um, got choices. You could, you could, <laughs> oh, you wow. could, you could wear, uh, you could wear whatever shirt you wanted. And I know a lot of the boys oh, and cool. things were, wore a lot of like really flowery or ex- expressive uh, mm. uh uh, business shirts or or whatever okay. uh but i went they got really angry with people because they nobody wore their blazer you had a blazer to wear. right and people used to wear different jackets <laughs> and uh and things like that and i actually think that that even though that wasn't perfect either i think having a vague uniform having a blazer or a badge or a tie or or, or anything like that isn't such a bad thing because of the way that it's been set up in but i do think allowing people to have their hair a certain way yeah have, have uh you know ec- allow some of your personality to come through is important so i don't I, yeah. my thoughts on it is it shouldn't it shouldn't be got rid of altogether because i think there are there are things that are good about it but i think there has to be a, a far far greater amount of flexibility and level of personalization within it but yeah then, yes that's my that's I, my uh, that's yeah. my sermon for you on, on uh, yeah I, I really like that <laughs> i really like that um man that really made me think because i was like no i think uniforms need to be completely eradicated um you know this whole idea of us being equal you know even even though we were wearing uniforms we still knew who was who and you know um what people's socioeconomic class was um who they were like the uniform didn't take that away and i was gonna say um based on what we were talking about earlier on about communication like style and personal expression for a lot of people comes through what they're wearing and 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 stuff like that but now i'm like man i don't know but it's it's also (laughs) probably an outdated system because because it was to prepare you for uh, in a lot of ways getting used to wearing business wear you'd go into the world of work and you would wear it and 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 there's so many Jobs never now have you I ever absolutely had to don't. Wear. Yeah, never have I've I never ever worn had a suit to wear that in a job. No, never ever. But yeah, it's. So. I I like you know the only bit where I kind of agree <laughs> with school uniform is me- I said it again. Your uniform, school <laughs> uniform <laughs> is that um it's the we in Iceland don't have a class system so that has never ever been like a thought of mm. mine when it came to. Mm school uniform and I, and I and I can understand that that can be a very touchy subject for for a lot of people and and so forth but um I I do still hold uh you know from my experience obviously and like you say it's probably a different experience from a boy to a girl everything I had to wear was so uncomfortable and so like I never wore dresses and I never wore skirts but all of a sudden every day at school I had to wear a skirt and I liked to play football and I liked to play sports and it was so uncomfortable and so unnatural to be wearing a skirt whilst running around in a playground and it didn't feel right to me. And it, it stops. And I think, you know, yeah, I think there is a middle ground here. You know, if you know, you talking about having options and stuff, there is a way of being yeah. able to then express your individuality. And I think it's such a shame. And I think it's teaching children that individuality isn't good. And that we all should be of some sort mm. of the, the same umbrella. And I think, uh, you know, there's one thing. Yes, I was yes I was bullied for the way that I dressed. M- most people thought I was a boy for, for, for a lot of my life when I was younger. I, my way of expressing myself was through my way of having my hair. It was for comfort. The way that I wore my clothes was for comfort. It was my way of just feeling comfortable in my skin and myself. I will never, ever, would never change the way that I dressed when I was younger even though I look at it now and I go, fucking hell, what were you thinking? But it was 
that was comfort for me and to have to fight against that when you're putting into something that you're not comfortable wearing is awful any any school now that that doesn't allow girls to wear trousers needs to uh, oh, yeah. program really. I remember <laughs> that being, uh, oh, yeah, that being a real contentious. Or boys to wear skirts. Yeah. Or boys well. to wear skirts. I, I remember even boys, we talk about practicalities and being comfortable, mm. boys wearing shorts yeah. at, um, at high school was a big no-no. And it's like, like, but no, no, like no, no, even yeah. in even in like <laughs> incredible heat. Yeah, yeah. That's that said. There's there's no greater. Sorry, I hate to segue from the serious conversation, but <laughs> you just made me think. There's no there's no there's no greater anxiety than uh, it. Be, I don't know if Steph, you found this, but than than it being non-uniform day, <laughs> and and oh for, fear, for, fear, for fear of sounding like a complete creep. If I ever if I ever find myself looking through old conversations on something like Facebook Messenger, say or yeah. something. Uh, and it's somebody I've not spoken to, to a long, for a long while. It's always, is it definitely non-uniform day today? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in my uniform and I'm turning up. Oh so my God. Uh, but like, that was hard because it was only one day of the year that you were allowed to fully express yourself. There was a lot crazy. of pressure on that one day. And there was always one poor soul that came yeah, in forgot. in oh their uniform. God. I think that's awful. I think that's yeah. awful. <laughs> and you pay, you pay, a, pound for, you pay sh- a pound for the pleasure. Um, oh, so. fuck off. <laughs> Yeah. I hate it. I hate it so much. Now you're saying that. Now I'm back to my back that. to my original original thought. No, get rid. There is a light and whistle for attracting attention. So, uh, Dylan, yes. it's time for baggage creature. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very excited to hear what your baggage creature is. I don't really need to introduce it much, but just for people at home, we just like to personify our um, our baggage. Basically, mine is a clown. Yeah. Steph's is a claw. And I'd love to hear what yours is, Dylan. Um, well, following on from earlier, mine has to be a clock. Ooh, I um, love that. Yeah, um, and that's sort of as far as I got with it. I, I thought uh, hard. I thought hard about what what I thought it should be, and but I kind of think, like I was saying, just uh, in in my adult life, everything revolves around uh, around that. And if if I feel if I have a bad uh, mental health day or two or a week or whatever it is, it's nearly mm. always because I feel like I am not using my time well. So interesting. And Ooh. and and usually I. Um, and yes, I'm nearly always late, and I nearly always try to cram a, uh, so much into a day. I feel bad making fun of it now. And, and I get, yeah, well, I do, and I and I give and I give. I try to give uh, without wanting to sound like uh, a martyr. I, I do try to give a lot of my time to a lot of people. Yeah. Spread it very thin, and if I don't feel like I'm giving enough time to somebody, yeah. I'll feel really rubbishy about it a lot, a lot of the time. And I, or if I don't get through everything I want to get through in a day, but I, um, I, to- I talk um, quite a lot uh, with with Ali about this. Um, about this idea of uh, trying to get the best out of the day, mm. and that's always what I try to live by. And generally, I think it's quite a good way to live, really, because of you kind of yeah. you get to the end of the day, and, and so you're able to sit down at the end of it and go, "I think I got the best out of it." But that's why yeah. I feel it's so full usually, yeah, because I don't want to have got to the end of the day and gone, "I've done nothing." You know, I can't remember the last time I got to the end of the day and went, "I've done nothing," which I know is which is, uh, and <laughs> it's usually because crazy. I just have to be busy all the time. I have to be doing stuff all the time, oh, uh, wow. but that but that fails me. A lot, yeah, and yeah. and I put a lot of pressure on myself to make it a really, you know, the time in that day was spent well. But it, it, the thing is, though, is like when we laugh, we laugh about me being late for things or mm. things. But uh, but to be honest, like, um, and you know, with you, it's different. We can laugh about it because thanks, uh, Dylan. That makes me feel okay. better. <laughs> we can we can we can laugh about it, can't we, Satan? Uh, but um, but actually, you know, I I I um, 
I feel awful about it most of the time. Yeah. And I know, especially when you know that you've done it a heck of a lot. Yeah, and yeah. You go, and that's a vicious cycle, Steph, like you were saying, where you feel like, do you, yeah. you know, do you become aware of a problem and therefore it means that you, it's impossible to solve. Amazing. Calling people back. That's another it, one. Oh, God. Replying <laughs> to emails. Oh, I never do. I never <laughs> I do. That's, that's, so. that, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But um, yeah. amazing. <laughs> right. It's, it's time for celebrity corner oh yes celebrity this is, this corner is your, this is your um bit. so dylan so yeah so celebrity corner is a section where i find clips from celebrities or someone who is in the spotlight where i you know where they're being very human and just so we can all relate to someone who is famous why not <laughs> <laughs> um so I think that sometimes we we underestimate children. Um, You know, they're not being taken seriously, which can be quite harsh on their development. So I have a clip from a boy called Finn Wolfhard. He plays Mike on Stranger Things. And he's on Jimmy Fallon. And essentially, he's just just being badass. So I'll show you the clip now. All right, come on. Can can you read? This is really cool. Can I read? Yeah, can you? Can you host? Just kidding, it's called a fireback. Alright, good. I, I like that. Yeah, so, what a good very quick. response. So quick, so good. Proves his point. <laughs> like, what the hell, Jimmy Fallon? What the hell? So I really like that. And I think kids need to be taken seriously. Yeah. You know, kids are people. Kids are highly intelligent. Um, the kid just did a whole show. You know, Surely things. you can read. <laughs> you had to read a bloody script. <laughs> Yeah, um, but that's my celebrity Great. corner. Well done. Today. It is time for Would You Rather. I love this bit. Oh God. <laughs> okay, so you ready? Yeah. Would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the most intelligent? Oh. <laughs> I have to say the most intelligent. Really? Right? I have to say that. I can't say the funniest. Like, what kind of person oh, is that? I'd want to be the funniest. I don't care about intelli- I don't care about being intelligent. But I'm so intelligent. <laughs> All right, I Jesus. Don't care what other... Wait, wait. <laughs> you see, I'm intelligent already, and I'm really funny already. So like, <laughs> so you've got the whole package. No, um, but listen, right? I am so intelligent that I don't care what people think of me in that room. I am so above everyone else that I'm funny to myself. Yeah, but you're so boring so... though. <laughs> you're gonna be so. But boring. I won't care because I'm so intelligent, and I can just entertain myself with all the facts I know. Also, it might depend on what if. What you're in, if you're the most intelligent person in the room, surely it depends on how intelligent the people in the room are. If you're in a room full of three-year-old preschoolers, <laughs> then your intelligence level doesn't really have to be that <laughs> No offence, yeah. preschoolers, you're fair, very clever in your own way. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I have been taking this as I'm the most intelligent person ever yeah. and I know everything. Um, I have not thought about that. But yeah, if, if, if you're in a room with lots of really boring, mundane, grey people, and then you make a joke that's slightly funny, because it's, you know, funnier than everyone who's in the room, like, that's also not fun. I don't know. So I'd rather be really, really smart and know what more than everyone else. What would you choose, else. Dylan? <laughs> I would choose intelligent yeah, really the most intelligent person in the room. it's because oh i think it's because i think um being funny is is really um 
subjective objective whichever whichever one you would you would pick there i, I think that the thing is the danger of being the funny person in the room is you're at real risk uh depending on what it is of of coming of coming across like an asshole <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, I also think you have to be quite intelligent to be funny. So I think being the funniest person yeah. in the room means that you're also quite intelligent. So I think that's the but battle. You, you could you could make no, that argument no. in reverse true. Though, so. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But also you can only be one or one or the other, so I, do, I, I, I go for funny. Uh, laughter brings me so much more joy than facts. Oh yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. my facts are can be really interesting. Well, I don't care cuz funny is more fun. like i'd rather learn about i don't know i'd rather learn about you know the war i'm I'm already bored i'm already bored about what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) and i and i called you know war like the war that's how much i need intelligence (laughs) cabin pressure will return to normal in a short time Right, it's time, it's time, it's time for happy recommendation. I use time a lot. I don't rub it in, Stan. Consi- <laughs> considering you just chose, chose a clock. Uh, right, yeah, ha- happy recommendations. Yay. <laughs> Yay. What's yours? What's yours, Stan? So I'm watching a uh, Netflix show at the moment. I, I watch it at work at lunchtime. So it's like my little happy thing at lunchtime to in, just you know, distract myself from actually being at work. Um, it, it looks really boring. And I've even told Steph about this and she said she thought it looked really boring. But I promise you it is, it is quite, <laughs> it, I promise, it, it is very nice to watch. It's called The Big Flower Fight. Um, and yes, I know it sounds boring. <laughs> but is it, like a, is it like a Bake Off type? Yeah, thing? yeah, ah, it is. Yeah. And they make <laughs> no, it, it is, is. They make different. It's things. not nothing Dude, like Bake Off. They make it's like it's like a glow up like Bake Off, yes. like the sewing bee, that kind of thing. Exa- oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Dylan. It's yeah. like a competition <laughs> where there's like a team of two people in each team, and um, and they they make flower sculptures, and it's so cool. The other day, one person made dinosaur a di- made dinosaur <laughs> made a dinosaur. <laughs> out of flowers and it was so fucking cool and in the same episode someone made an anxiety monster and i was like oh my god that's cool that's like my baggage creature it was sick and he and it was really touching it was a really touching moment and i think people should watch it because it's it's an easy watch but it's it it's really good you you would never think that people could do what they do with flowers i love it i love it's very colorful as well because there's lots of flowers so so there steph (laughs) And I hope you ignore Steph yeah, in this conversation and go it. and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what's, what's yours, <laughs> Steph? <laughs> um, well, I was listening to a podcast called Mental Health Monday with Mick Coyle. And episode 97, um, they discuss mental health and support in schools. Ooh, so, um, yeah, and they're, you know, um, yeah, and, yeah. And the episode that I was listening to was with a woman called Rachel Ward and Leslie Stopford. And they're interviewed um, and they're from Action for Children. And they're interviewed about the Blues Programme, okay. um, which is an initiative aimed at helping teenagers who show early signs of mental health issues. Um, and they worked a lot with parents, too. So I think, you know, there, there are a lot of positive programmes out there and there are a lot of people who are trying to help. And I think um, this podcast is really interesting to listen to, to, to you know, you see, to, to hear what is out there and... 
Um, yeah, and if you want to learn more about it, there's a website called actionforchildren.org.uk. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend giving this this episode a listen. Also as a bit of a palate cleanser, maybe, maybe from us being like everything shit. Um, except for, yeah, except for Dylan. Dylan's more, more positive. But yeah, definitely give that a listen. Dylan! Do you have anything? Hello. Do you have anything? You uh, don't have well, to. Was, you don't have I was, to. I was thinking, well, I was thinking about it and I thought, you know, that there's things that I like and I do. I, I think to, to go all abstract on you, um, <laughs> I don't, maybe you don't feel like this, but I, I think, I think when I'm not feeling really good, I don't, there are things that I know that, so like I'm really into Laurel and Hardy and Laurel and Hardy really make love me it. laugh and I, and I love them to bits. Yeah. You know, they're, they're like, and they are, I hardly ever, hardly ever use use them as a tonic for feeling rubbish right. and i 100 percent should because the um you know what I, I the two or three times i remember having done it i immediately felt better afterwards oh, amazing. and it's the, i think i think it's the same with anything that you like i can often go well that's silly i shouldn't have to do that like i'm, a, I'm really into doctor who that always mm. makes me feel good yeah like watch one or watch a one that yeah. i like and like it's i think i think my happy recommendation is to just even if you're not in the mood or you think it'll be a waste of time uh, to watch something that you know you really like because um I like that's that. cool yeah um, because it does it does work yeah you don't want it to i know it so it's it's weird you don't sometimes you don't want to associate the things you really yeah. like with something that's mm. going to help you with your anxiety you kind of want to leave that alone and that's really interesting i like yeah. that nice so stay the next time you're feeling sad you can watch your flowers <laughs> i will <laughs> and, and there's no shame in it <laughs> and i'll listen to my <laughs> my mental health yeah. podcast <laughs> dylan thank you so much for thank you for, yeah. for thank you giving so us your time the time to be with us oh of course yes. and now i'll get on with all the other things <laughs> yeah. right? uh, you've, you've been amazing and it was this was a very interesting yeah. this is going to be very hard to cut um because i think oh yes i'm sorry we we've probably got about... on for a millennia <laughs> <haven't we? laughs> but it's been so interesting to talk um is there anything you would like to plug plug yeah. um oh well i know that george got in trouble for not plugging the podcast <laughs> yeah, that we've really been working on. so so we're so we're doing a podcast that's called what's it offside um which is dan and george talking about football and me going mm-hmm, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> it's very funny because <laughs> uh, i know nothing it about funny. it i have listened to it oh well, thank you yes so there's that we have a show on saturday i don't know where this is going out but on saturday we have a comedy show that we're doing uh, it's a live stream on YouTube called The Adventures of Isaac Saddlesaw and The Curse of Nabet. Amazing. Rolls I mean, off the tongue. You don't come out until next week, but. Oh, um... <laughs> uh, well, it will have happened. But I think it still will be on and available oh, to watch. So, so do. do well, we'll uh, on Instagram, we'll share the link. Yeah. Yes. That's the end of this week's episode. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening and make sure to tune in next week as we're going to be discussing different definitions of anxiety and sometimes the feeling the need to justify it. So that'll be interesting, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, and, <laughs> and if you could share and subscribe to our podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. You can follow us on Instagram at gotbaggagepodcast and on Twitter at gbaggagepodcast. <laughs> Because Got Baggage Podcast was already taken. What? I don't know about you, but yeah. So it's G Baggage Podcast on, on Twitter. And you can email us on gotbaggagepodcast at gmail.com. And if you could rate us on Apple, that would be really, really good because that helps helps a lot. So yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> So just stay seated with your belts buckled because he said this is going to be terrible.